want to see the kind of industries that are opening up. This is Local Biz Now with Joe Vagnone, where your business matters. Local Biz Now. You have to determine what is working, what isn't working. Joe Vagnone is a respected business broker, helping individuals buy and sell businesses. Joe has successfully owned and operated many companies in a variety of industries. This is Local Biz Now. Biz Now. Because your business matters. And this is Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone. You are listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. We are coming to you live from the brand new Burner Cigar Studio, home of the finest premium cigars and cigar smokers in the entire world. Great people. Premium Cigars, Life is Good at Burner Cigars, located in Burkdale Village. Uh, we'll be talking some more about that later on in the show. Um, we are happy to have our new sponsor. You know, I had to drop uh, black powder coffee because I don't drink coffee in the evening, you understand? So it became a problem for me, so I was happy that I could find a new a uh, new sponsor, which is Burner Cigar. We look forward to that. Um, did we black, want? Well, did Black Powder Coffee end up on the better end of this? Who did they get? Oh yeah, they got every day in the morning with Justin. They, oh, they, that's oh, yeah. nice. Good they for went them. Up. They moved up a slot. They did. They don't, moved. Don't up feel a slot. slighted about that. Good for them. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, I got slighted. They got. They got moved up. They're yeah, good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't feel slighted. Matter of fact, think, talking about being slighted, you, know, you and I talked about this. I'm used to the show being Friday mornings. Monday afternoon, I got to get up. I got to get up for the show. Like, it takes me a little time to mentally, you know, Justin kicked me to the curb. You understand? I understand. For 10 that. years, I was carrying the water on Friday mornings, you understand? Mm-hmm. Justin mm-hmm. kicked me to the curb. Push me to a Monday. So now I want all of you that have these this horrible Monday afternoon, this this can't, just absolutely frustrating day. I want you to relax, sit back. Hey, if you can, burn you a nice tasty cigar. <laughs> We're going to try and inspire, inform, and entertain you because that's what we do at News Talk WSIC. This is one, uh, 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. I am Joe Vagnone, and this is Local Biz Now, where your business matters. And if you did not know, the fellow that keeps interrupting me when I'm trying to talk over him is oh, James gonna, oh, Sanders. That's me. Oh. That's you. That's you. Oh, I'm sorry. I was getting ready to talk. Oh. I was getting ready to plug you, and oh. you ruined your own intro. I, I can do my own intro. <laughs> and now, you got Cornelius it, is <laughs> greatest IT guy ever, James. Hey, everybody. You don't want to give him your company name? Oh, I'm from Shared Resources. Okay. We, <laughs> <laughs> Let me give do us it. a call. Seven zero four six five five zero six one five. We'll fix your IT needs. Do the phone number one more time. Seven zero four six five five. 0615. Let me do it. I do it better than you. Let me see. This is James Sanders, founder of Charlotte, most reliable IT services, shared resources. James, thank you so much, my friend, for being here. You are the co-host for the entire month, and I appreciate you being here on Monday afternoon. I appreciate being here. Thank you so much. So now that we've gone through all that. Yes. There's some moment. I've got a question I want to ask you. Okay. Because Wilton really liked the question I asked you last week about the glue. I was concerned about the laugh. I've got another question for you. There's a lot of laughing. This is a good question. Are you ready? Yes. Wilton, are you ready to be pleased? I got a thumbs up. What do they call their good plates in China? 
You're not sure about that, are you? Oh, my phone is off. <laughs> Someone hand me a Google. Okay, what do they call the good plates in China? I don't know, but Wilton is going to go to the Google like he did last week and try and get the answer to it. He, okay. is, he is actually smiling about He loves that it. He loves it. I, I don't know what it is, but he loves my little joke book, so I got to give him a joke. So that was for yeah, Wilton. Very good. Okay, so uh, it, there's no secret, my friend, that um, you are my go-to IT guy, and man, gosh, things have just been moving and turning as rapidly as any other time I can remember being in business um, this whole AI thing is changing the way the services that that uh, vendors are providing for me. It's changing quickly. Oh, big, big, big time. So that's what my article is about. Is it? Yeah. Do you mind if I read the title of the article? Really? Yeah. Read the title, no, buddy. Go, go to it. Read the I title. Segue to, hey, let me say, to, to, this is kind of weird for me to say, so let me try to see if I can get it out. I'm not normally this emotional, but oh boy, Joe, I am proud of you <laughs> I am for proud even of you. knowing that IT that, that, that AI was changing things just past past couple of weeks I've realized Joe is actually staying on top of this stuff a little bit so I, it's funny you say that because more and more of my clients it is the nature of my industry right my clients kind of move me in this direction. So whether I want it or not, I better learn how to do this stuff, right? Because it's coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. right how right. do you feel about blockchain? Yeah. Well, that's something that's still confusing me to this day. To this day, I have a mental block on understanding where the blocks are, where the chain is, where's the weak link. And where's my Bitcoin money? Because I lost I'm plenty. I'm proud of, it. of you for piecing those couple sentences together. Yeah. I really am. Yeah, You're I doing know. fine. I, I, well, let, let, I, I, I got this going on, don't I? Yeah. So this, this is my article I wrote. Okay. Uh, how technology? Whoa, whoa, and whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me be clear. When I tell the co-host to go get an article from the Google, I want them to go to the Google. You are the Google. I'm, I, I I'm want people writing, to understand that. I am writing for the Google. Okay. Google okay, Schmoogle. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, t I'm tired of the artificial intelligence. Let's try to use some really? real intelligence first. <laughs> oh, well, we're, we don't have a lot of that going around here, but okay. <laughs> well, let me try. Okay. Okay, let me try to see how it goes. You got How it. technology and artificial intelligence can help Joe increase the value of your small business before acquisition. Whoa, you wrote that just for me. I wrote that just for you, okay. yes. Just for this show. This may be the only time this is ever read. Oh, my goodness. Let's see how much but, of this I agree with. Okay, well, I might disagree with some of this. Well, and our, uh, our guest today is going to certainly uh, has benefited from some of this, and I'll talk about that okay. when he's on air. Uh, but businesses okay. that embrace new technologies can gain a competitive advantage. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, well, one way to use technology to increase the value of your small business is to invest in artificial intelligence. And everybody's like, oh, artificial intelligence, this, that, and other thing going to take over the world. But the reality is that uh, in its simplest form, you can use artificial intelligence to automate tasks. And so tasks that I would normally spend even 20 minutes a day on, if I can make it just happen automatically in the background. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me get this straight. I just put in place a brand new CRM system that when somebody inquires from the NDA, it automatically sends out emails I and love such. It. Is that AI? I didn't know that. It, 
Mm, no, not, not that's quite. more process automation. Okay. Yeah, okay. But, okay. But if you have a chat bot on your website, got it. That recognizes keywords and gives answers, say from a frequently asked question page. Got it. Now we're getting closer to AI. Okay. 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 Yeah, and I think you've had some. I think you've had a uh, a guest or two on here talking about marketing yes. tools like that. Yes. Yes. So, yes. And Inline does have that chat box on there, so that would be AI, but the automation is not. I just correct. want to be clear on that. Okay, that's correct. got it. Okay, that's correct. Um, so where was I? Uh, I want to increase the value of small business. Invest in artificial intelligence, uh, automating tasks, improving customer service. And again, we're coming back around to the uh, chat bots and making better business decisions, which is some information that I'd love to hear from our guests today. Um, with AI, you really teasing the guest thing hard today. Oh man, I'm telling you, I just want to hear the answer. He's for making myself. He, you got him over there sweating. He's so nervous. Well, I mean, I'll quote him. Oh, oh boy. Uh, so uh, uh, identifying trends and patterns, automating customer service tasks. We've got, we'll, we got, we got plenty of time. Okay. Let's let's take a break and we'll come back. Thank you so much. If it's Monday afternoon, say it, say it, say Your it. Your business matters. Yeah, we'll be right back. This is WSIC, where your business matters. This is the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. Let me prove it to you. We've been going strong for 10 years. We have well over 800 small business owners and community leaders that we have interviewed. We have well over 522 videos on my brand new sexy YouTube channel. Please go there and subscribe. Let me say that again. Please go there and subscribe to uh, Joe Vagnone Business Broker YouTube channel. All of our videos uh, and interviews are there. You can see all of those with a bunch of tips on uh, small business stuff as well. And you're giving all that wise advice away? What? Free? Free. On the tubes? Free on the tubes. Mm. And we are live on the book right now. And we are live on the tubes. Those of you who don't know, Joe Talk book means Facebook. Some woman thought I was talking about the Bible the other day. The book. The book. This is yes. on the book. This is on Facebook live. Go to it. We'll be happy to <laughs> chit chat with you. And if you got something to say, uh, you want to make fun of James, uh, please feel free to do that as well. Ouch. We thank you for listening to Local Biz Now, going strong for over 10 years. I'm here with my friend, whether he will admit it or not, James Sander. He's the founder of Charlotte's most reliable IT services, Shared Resources. James, my friend, thank you so much. You were filling us in on ways to make your business more valuable. That's correct, using AI. And the first thing we talked about was to automate tasks, uh, freeing up resources for other better things. Second is improving customer service. And we talked a little bit about that. The most applicable, currently applicable use of that is using chat bots to search uh, when uh, the little person pops up in the little right, right corner and says, hey, do you want to chat about this? You put your information in, it searches. So that ain't a real person? No. Uh, oh, good I gracious. thought the woman was sitting there all night long waiting for me. I, yipes, Joe. Aren't you coming really? up on your 29th anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> I She's been waiting for you for 29 years? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I could use the man version of the, what I was saying was, I thought it was like the 24-hour person with the headset waiting to answer my call. She sounds hideous. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so chat bots will answer those uh, questions That's not live. That, that, that's, that's fake. Not, that's that, fake news. That isn't. That's, you know, they put that little face on there to make you feel like you're oh, chatting with a real so that person. that ain't really talking right. to her. Right. 
It, it could be trained monkeys for all we know. Okay. Okay. And to make okay. better dis, uh, business decisions. Okay. So I really want to get into. Uh, Can we go I, back to that? Because I am yes. confused about okay. the woman that's really not a woman that's answering my calls. Yes. Okay. I, as the business owner, am answering a bunch of questions I think somebody might ask, and so that's how it knows how to, how to reply. Am I getting this correctly? That's correct. And okay. the questions that it cannot answer, it will forward maybe to a, someone who can actually chat a real person. See, because I know that there's been times I've gotten a live phone call back. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. It knows when to drop it. And over time, you gather enough statistical information to recognize that there's a question that you're not answering with the chatbot. Got it. So you add it to the chatbot's skills. Okay. okay. So that it can answer those also. Okay. Got it. Uh, so uh, you can personalize marketing campaigns uh, by having it search against websites or uh, other, uh, you know, you can search somebody's it name. Could, so, so it could help me dif- discern what who is a good buyer profile for a particular business and that sort of stuff. Because that's a big, that's that takes a lot of time for me. It does. It can run out. That. It can run out on the internet. It can run through all kinds of information uh, from any website that's out there or or uh, public data depository with whatever stuff that's going on right. in it. And uh, come back and say, based upon what you're asking for, this is the right or the wrong person. Right. Okay. Uh, it, my favorite piece is identifying trends and patterns in data to make better business decisions. And that's what our... Uh, our guest is going to talk about. Well, I think, and, and, and I, I think there's, I think there's a piece of that's going to squeeze into what he has done. And, and and for two reasons why it's so helpful. Number one, most small business people do not know how to actually analyze the data they get. So even if they get the data, they don't know what it's saying to them. Kind of like if you look at a survey, you get certain people will give you different. So if AI can help me as a small business person say, this is what this data is suggesting, that will be very helpful. Absolutely. Imagine a spreadsheet that is uh, 100 columns wide and 100 rows deep. All of them labeled, say, maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, product and month or product and and buyer or something like that, you can feed that to AI and say, literally, you can say, what what trends does this tell me? Right. And it will, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, come back and give you useful information that you can act upon. Right. Which is pretty phenomenal. Because normally I would have to spend an afternoon staring at those numbers, wondering if I can do something with it. But in addition to AI, you can also look at cloud computing. You can look at mobile payments. You can look at social media. Um and using all of these, as you can attest, a, a business that's using them, when you're looking at the valuation of that business, it's got, it has to be more than businesses well, that are Well, and not isn't it them. interesting that now, more than ever, we can sort of qualify, quantify goodwill in terms of client base, newsletter lists, you know, in-house uh, databases, uh, likes, and, right. and you know, so so there's a there's a lot of more comfortable ways for me to tell a potential buyer, look at the value that this company provides you, um, and up until now, you wouldn't be able to say anything other than he's got a good business. Yeah, right. He's got a good book. He, you he, should he, look he, at he, it. I mean, that book goes on I forever. Look at that line he got going out the door. He got a good. But now I can say, you know, his Facebook numbers are this, his contact list are this. And so those things are very helpful. These are numbers and tools that used to be used by the individual departments of an organization to achieve what they wanted. You know, marketing and sales for marketing and sales. 
and there were some numbers, and we rewarded those people that were doing that. But now it's part of the bigger picture because you grab all that data together, you leverage some AI against it, you find the trends, and you can better value a company. Right. And um, you want to hear something that's becoming a big, 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 did I say big, big problem? Reviews. Oh. <laughs> Reviews are bringing down values of retailers if they don't do a good job of addressing them. Because buyers look at that and they're thinking, how do I correct that? Right? How do mm -hmm. I? Because it's not going to go away because it's attached to the name of the company, right? Right. That's right. You know I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so those reviews are very important. And listen, they just like you said, they can add value to a business. But if you've got some bad ones, it is very difficult. How do you, how do you work with uh, a, a buyer who's looking at a seller who has it's a like It's like the number. second thing they look at after the numbers. They go straight to the social media and see what the customers are thinking and saying. It, it, well, that? before, they used to never be able to do that, right? It, it wasn't something they could do. They and just had to assume. Right. We're not, having, uh, we're not having buyers just not buy, are we? Or are they using no, that no, to leverage yeah. a lower, That's right. a That's lower right. cost? That's yeah. great. That's Knowing right. that they can get no, in and do right. a better job. No, that, it ain't right because I'm on the seller side. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a problem for me. But, but, but I'm saying the, the, these issues that you bring up are unique. They are new. They are real. And you, if you do not pay attention to them, you will find yourself on the negative side of that. Or you can take advantage of it and use it to your benefit. All right, so uh, if, a, if a person is selling a small business, they need to talk to you because you understand these technologies. Oh, you're you trying to give me a sales pitch. Is that what you're trying to do? I'll take you it. Can, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> you can help them identify which technologies they could have in place and set up yeah. a timeline for them to reconsider well, selling I'll, it a little I'll, bit I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I do really well that, that involves what you're talking about here, which is all of this AI stuff. We don't have any AI for this specific stuff, but you're making me think I could absolutely employ it because I do believe you can look at the amount of these based on sales, and I can tell you whether it's a good, healthy company or not, right? It's stuff that I do through experience. Yes. So I'm sure I could get somebody to do it. So you've given me an idea of what's going to be really interesting. You do it through experience, but the um, the amount of data that you can comprehend compared to AI. That's correct. Yes. Well, and there's certain things I'm looking for. So, so to answer your question, what you're really looking for, if you're a business owner, these things like social media and how people are, are um, responding to new menu items, new things that are happening, right? Um, and how many, everybody's got negatives. Everybody, sure thing. Sure. Oh, especially yeah. online. I, I, always somebody thinks they know something, right? You, you know, um, but do you have five more after that that are positive, right? You know, or mm -hmm. is it string after string after string of negative and Four out of five are saying the same thing. Isn't it interesting that you said one negative, but you have five after that that have to be positive to make up for that one negative? Yeah, that's probably a good number. Yeah. yeah. And you better respond to the negative. Oh, yeah, yeah. You Don't better it, see right. that negative there. But the point that I was making is what, what we can do is look at this information, how many likes you have, how many uh, contacts you have. These things become real valuable to buyers. They, they really see value in how they can reach and make contact. You know, it used to be, I'm going to put a big sign up that says new owner, you know, mm -hmm. new right. manager, right? That's right. You don't I'm do coming anyway. back now. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Now you want to know and have this marketing campaign where you're going after them, speaking 
speaking to social media and that sort of stuff and how to, how to make contact with that. And so that is a big difference and big play. And what you're suggesting is there might be some companies out there that could help me with that on an AI level. That's interesting. Certainly. Um, you might have you might have learned me something here today. Oh, I, don't blame me. Um, additional tips, keeping your website up to date. When was the last time you looked at oh, the small so business? Oh, that's so hard. That's Isn't so, that something? Oh, it is so hard. It requires a third-party person to do it for you, and it requires an analytical-minded person to be able to think through all of these details. They have to be both marketing and understand what yes. you're doing and what you are up to. And the content matters, because that's how people are gathering your information. Uh, the what matters? Content matters. Oh, I thought I said content. No. Did oh. I? Well, yeah. I might have said it wrong. Okay. <laughs> I'm not... Well, it's possible, hey, all right, yeah. So keeping your website up to date using social media, you talked about. You talked about. Uh, we talked about collecting, analyzing data, and investing in security measures. You couldn't have me on the radio and me not talk about cybersecurity. That's right. So uh, hire somebody that's good for that. I'm staring at my. You got it. Yeah, yeah. And by following these tips, you can use technology to increase the value of your business when it's time to sell. You should contact Shared Resources, James Sanders, to do that, my friend. Thank you, buddy. And we Joe. will be right back. number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. We are coming to you live from the brand new Burner Cigar Studio, home of the finest premium cigars and cigar smokers in the world. Great people, premium cigars, life is good at Burner Cigars, located in Burkdale Village, and we thank you so much. You are listening to WSIC. This is Local Biz Now. It's because your business matters. James, Thank you, my friend, for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Now, before we introduce your guest, which you have been tantalizing people over for the entire first half of the show. He's just a hero of mine already. I'm going like, to show... <laughs> from a distance, though, not like creepy sneaking and watching oh, him come Oh, I'm sure in. there's some yes. creep involved in that. There's no question about that. Right. We are talking with James Sanders. He's the founder of Charlotte Most Reliable IT Services, uh, Shared Resources, and we thank you for listening to Local Biz Now. I want to do something for you. I've been working. From last week, I've been working. Are you uh -oh. ready? I want you to hear the brand new sexy promo that I had to force Josh to do. Are you ready for it? I want to hear it. Okay. Wilton. Wilton, fire it up, Wilton. Let me hear it. In the chaos of life, finding moments to relax is essential. I'm Josh Johnson, and whether I'm facing flames or embracing relaxation, Burner Cigar is where I turn. Burn slow, savor every puff, and find tranquility in the simple pleasure of a great cigar. And I want everybody to know that we really do appreciate Burner Cigars uh, being our sponsor. We're going to work on some stuff, have some fun, put that together. Josh came in last week. We ran those promos. Has, uh, we've got about 20, 30 of them. He has a sexy, soothing voice. That He's a sexy his, fireman. Between his yeah. voice and the thought of a cigar, my mouth is watering a that's little right, bit. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I want to remind everybody that the anticipated Caramacho Broadleaf Cigar is here. Uh, the Broadleaf is from Honduras and Dominican Republic, and I welcome you to go buy Burner Cigars and try a uh, delicious and tasty Caramacho. You will truly enjoy it, and you will enjoy and relax your time at Burner Cigars. And again, I want to thank Josh for uh, supporting us here. Okay, I did that little bit of business. Yes. Um, would you like to introduce our guest? I would guest? love to. I'm afraid you're going to do a really That's, bad job. If you'll job. stop talking, I'll do it. Okay. okay. This is Chef Alex Cook. He is the new owner for Bagel Bin. 
Uh, and my daughter and I eat there uh, maybe uh, two, three times a week for breakfast. And we have a little song that we like to sing along the ride. And it goes like this. B-double-A-double-G-E-L, bagel. B-double-I-double-N-N-N, bagel bin. That's the entire song. But we have a great time doing it. That's pretty good. And, 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 <laughs> he and, didn't and, like and it. And he ain't. He ain't yeah, laughing right I don't now. Know, he said but, he just destroyed but, his brand. <laughs> but let me say Wilton this. Wilton is dying laughing right now. You understand that? Though? Wilton is just absolutely... That is better than my joke at the beginning of the <laughs> show, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this with just one one little critique that uh, whoa, whoa, my whoa, then eight-year-old daughter gave Alex, uh, which is, these are the worst donuts ever. <laughs> <laughs> He's all whoa, yours. Whoa, 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 he is whoa. all yours, Joe. I want you to do the song one more time because I want to. Wait a minute now. Hey, Wilton, can we put a little music behind this? No. B double A double D E E L bagel. B double I double N N N bagel bin. Oh my goodness gracious, Chef Alex Cook. Let me apologize, sir, for that intro. But thank you, sir, so much for being here. We really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So you are you want to make sure you're talking into that mic, um, directly into there. Um, so you and I have not met, right? Um, and one thing I know, that the best bagels, period, come from your shop because Nana said so. So if Nana says it, I'm sure that it's the case. Um, and I appreciate you taking time to come by here to, to talk with us, buddy. And I apologize you had to listen to your brand new theme song. Uh, so if you want us to put a promo, promo together for you, we'll be happy to start with that if you want to do that. We might be the next sponsor. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, so, Alex, uh, talk to me a little bit about your background, because... Did you wake up on a Tuesday and say, you know what, I want to be a chef? Did, how, how did that happen? Well, it's, um, you know, I, I heard throughout my life that if, um, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I know it's an old cliche, but it's true. And um, when I was working in Manhattan, uh, first couple of years, you know, we had paper checks and I'd go into work and Friday, obviously, you got paid. And when you... You, you know, show in your age with paper checks, you know, baby. Yeah, that, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I, t I tell everybody I'm retired. You know, how's that working out? But um, yeah, I mean, I'd open up my check and I'd look at it and I'd see the dollar amount and I would, I would laugh within myself because it's, you know, I'm getting paid to do what I love. Um, and, and really, it's, it is a labor of love. I mean, it is a good um, ways and means of, of supporting a family, but at the same time, um, long hours, hot conditions. Um, it's as far as relational, you, you know, as a chef, you not only have to be a business person, but you have to be able to kind of be a policeman and navigate relationships that have gone bad, whether it be in the front of the house or the back of the house. Um, you know, you're all over the place. You're People don't realize, you know, I, I got a background in the restaurant business, so I know a little bit about this. People don't realize that, but there's like this constant tension between the person taking your money and the person cooking your food yeah. in a restaurant business. So when he says front of the house, back of the house, that's what he's talking about. We're, we're always trying to smooth those relationships over the years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, un I understand that the front of the house, I mean, they're, they're relying on tips, so they want to give good 
service, but at the same time, the guys in the back in the 100-degree kitchen. He's got to make sure it's right. Right. He's producing the product, and there has to be some some respect there, you know, on both sides of the street. Um, but, you know, uh, historically, I, uh, I worked in Manhattan for uh, 25 years, 20 years of it. I was an executive. Oh, you're chef. one of those guys. I am. Did you, I, did you grow up in, in, in uh, Manhattan? No, I'm from Long Island. I'm okay. from Long Island. Um, well, let me, t- let is, me just tell you Is there you a difference? <laughs> James, you took the words right out of my I was getting ready to say, hey, dude, there ain't much difference. But okay, I got anything north they of think it's two different, is just, they, they yeah. think it's they, they think it's two different worlds up there. <laughs> right. But yeah, the, the um, I mean, Long Island, me coming up was like the country. It was, oh, it was yeah. Down here. Uh, when I left in uh, like 15 years ago, it, things were starting to turn for sure. But was it nerve wracking to be making that move? Um, you know, uh, to be totally transparent with you, it was a God thing for me. I just yeah. felt like I was moved to do something else. Um, retire kind of hummed in my head, but I was not in a p- position financially to do that. But uh, made a move to come down and um, to give back to feed the homeless in Atlanta. Uh, that was my first move. And from there, um, I kind of met some people and met a guy that was interested in creating a, a national brand, a franchisor. He was the ex-president of Moe's Southwest Grill. He hired me to create this uh, concept called Uncle Matteo's, which is a pizzeria. I did that for quite a while as, as well as stay involved in the ministry. Uh, basically, the Matteo's gig paid my bills because ministry doesn't pay. Uh, we helped. We were feeding 650 people a day. So let's let's back up. Um, so you were in Manhattan. Yes. Uh, James, not Long Island. Okay, That's Manhattan. Bad. First of all, it's not Long Island. It's, it's Long not, Island. It's Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. Long Island. Long Island. <laughs> okay. So when you were in Manhattan... Were you doing the bagel thing there, or were you doing something completely different? No, I worked in Little Italy, um, you know, Italian cuisine, Tuscan cuisine. Uh, worked for one of the largest uh, hospitality groups in Manhattan. Uh, kind of came up the ranks and oversaw three of the, the busiest restaurants. Um, it was very... Uh, it, it was were they high-end restaurants or some level? Some were. Um, few were. I mean, then we had the run of the mill. We had Patsy's and Carmine's were, were under our wing, which are, you know, very famous restaurants. I mean, Sinatra, Rat Pack went to both of them. And so there was a lot of uh, nostalgia there. Um, you know, it carried a lot of weight as far as me, um, at, at my personal career. Right. Um, I got a lot of what we would call ink, a lot of rights in the Daily News, New York Times regarding the changes that we made in our menu, ways and means in which we did business. Um, I had, uh, to, to Jim's effect, I had to develop or re- reinvent myself as a business person because I came up with the old school guys, the guys right off the boat that were, you know, as far as cooking and. That's executing. right. There was, there was, there was somebody in the kitchen actually making it happen. And oh, then yeah. there's somebody in the office counting it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we would go, you know, the bean counters, you know, that would always be the thing. Well, the bean counters are coming down on Friday and they'd always want to sit with me and, and analyze, you know, why was I buying? Why was I buying this? What was this an R and D? Is this for the house? You know, what, what are you doing? Uh, where's the money going? But for the most part, my my authorities, the the big bosses that owned the company, uh, basically after about five years said, leave him alone. He makes a lot of money. Makes us right, a lot of money. Right. Once you form trust in any industry, they'll give you that space you're looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so you and that'll burn you out. I mean, that, what you're describing is 65 hours a week 
work, right? Right. And I don't care whether you're the dishwasher, the busboy, the cook, or the the waiter or the bartender. They're all doing that 65 hours a week. So it really is a grind. And you're saying, Joe, it just caught up with me. Yeah, for the most part. um, You know, I was 49, and, uh, you know, my, my body was starting to break down a little bit. You're right, Joe, it was 60, 65 hours, but I had a three-hour commute, you know, coming in from Long Island going out. <laughs> so, you you know, you, Yikes. you you tack another, you know, 15 hours on your 65, now you're talking 80. Um, but, yeah, I mean, eventually it, yeah, I got worn out, and um, I asked permission to leave, and, and that was granted, and came down to Atlanta, did my thing. I loved it. It was uh, it was rewarding. I redefined re, uh, my definition of value. It wasn't all money and material. It was about people. Mm-hmm. I think there was a there was a heart change going on with me where I looked at the business more so as a, a platform of ministry where I could now at my age mentor younger kids because let's face it, our capture for our employees are folks that, you know, don't necessarily they dropped out of college, you know, young ladies that, that might have gotten pregnant early and they need ways and means of single moms, how to feed their family. And, um, you know, that was very fulfilling for me from a heart perspective. So let's take a break. We come back. Let's dig into to some of that as well. Did you move to Atlanta to, to do this? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Was there a lot of travel involved in that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another let's, three hours, but it was only two miles. Let's yeah, talk exactly. about we come back. <laughs> you, got that right. you are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone, and you are talking with a spectacular chef who's going to fill us in on the trials of being a chef. We'll be right back. Yeah, this is Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone. You are listening to 105.9 FM, 1.7 FM, 1400 AM. If it's Monday afternoon, say it, say it. Your business matters. Yeah. And we are here talking with uh, Chef Alex Cook from the Bagel Bin. And his story had gotten us to the point where we were talking about how he had left the big corporate world uh, to go down and do some labor of love ministry. So let's talk a little bit about that. So you went to Atlanta. Yeah. Now, did you just pack your bags and go to Atlanta, or was there this plan to do that? What what does that look like? Because it's such a big life change. Yeah, it was, um, you know, again, it was a spiritual thing for me because uh, I have a cousin that lives in Atlanta, and he is connected in ministry, and he... uh, he, he tied me up with a, a gentleman, Bruce Deal, who, um, if, if you were to look up uh, City of Refuge in Atlanta, it's a huge ministry now. When we started, it was just a couple of abandoned warehouses that were uh, occupied by mice. And um, now it, it has a culinary school. It has a, a bunch of different vocational trainings. But Bruce, uh, I came down and met with Bruce and uh, a few times, and we hit it off. And he invited me to come and be a part of the ministry. And at that time, I created my ministry was called the 180 Degree Kitchen, where we taught young adults from um, broken homes, all all kinds of dysfunction. We brought them in. We taught them the vocation of culinary arts. We walked with them. We mentored them. And then in turn, I had relationships with restaurants throughout Atlanta where I would take these these kids and I would I would place them with other chefs. Um, Successful program, uh, about 50 percent. Wonderful idea. Yeah, I mean, it's we were not the ones that that um, with the trailblazers on it. You know, some others had been doing it, but I think we refined it. Um, it's still, you know, in in action right now. It's it's a it's a great ministry. It's a huge ministry. But yeah, the liaison was, you know, I got in with Bruce and, um, you know, through my cousin, and we, uh, you know, we had some ideas and and we were equally yoked and we made it happen. 
And then you get you get onto a deal. Someone calls you and says, "Hey, uh, there's this place in Huntersville." Yeah. The Vega Bin. Yeah. Uh, my partner, he um, he was a customer of mine, a guest of mine at uh, a pizzeria that I was running in Midtown, and um, he calls me out of the blue. I had decided to take another uh, another position elsewhere and, and start to slow down a little bit. He called me and said, "Hey, I've got this opportunity. Um, you know, come down and talk," which I did. And we struck a deal, and uh, I went to uh, spy on the bagel bin to see how it was doing. And um, honestly, with no disrespect that, that, to anybody. That spying is a very common thing, by the way. Oh, yeah. Nobody buys a retail business without going there, doing a little, doing a little uh, secret chopper kind of gig. Sure, exactly. And, and you know, what, what I witnessed and what I saw, um, they, were, they were struggling. Um, and my, my conversations with my partner was, you know, what do you see in this place? Is, well, the foundation regarding... The customer base was huge. You know, it was very busy at one point in time, and within the course of seven, eight months, the new ownership that took it over from the original owners had just basically destroyed it. Um, you know, he asked me, "Is it something that you could turn around?" I said, "Absolutely." You know, it's going to cost us some money. Um, equipment, uh, personnel had to be changed. Um, you know, it was it was a real firefight for the first, say, three months until I got it on the ground. Where did you learn how to make bagels? Um, honestly, I mean, I was a pizza guy, so I knew, I knew dough to uh, a certain degree, but the original owner, Johnny, I, you know, we got in touch with him. I said, listen, Johnny, you're the master man. Show me how to do it. Right. And, uh, Johnny agreed to come by. That was kind of him. Oh, he's a great guy. He's a long, he's a Long Island guy too. Um, and, uh, just a great guy. We were equally yoked, um, you know, personality wise and otherwise, you know, Johnny, Johnny ran his business old school, extremely old school. Right. So, so right. I, I understood that side of it. But, you know, with with technology, as you guys speak of, you know, I, I had to really put a change on the bagel bin in order for it to become what it is now and where it's going to go. Right. It, it historically had this old uh, catch register. And uh, I think I paid differently every we time. We call I was that in old it. school, babe. Yeah, yeah. That's I think right. I paid differently every time I went in there. Something was slightly <laughs> different, yeah. and it depended on who was at the register and this, that, and the other thing. That's right. That's right. Uh, and these, uh, cl- I think they're Clover brand Clover. Uh, point of sale Correct. terminals. Uh, first one popped up, and I said, "What's going on in here?" And then a second one popped up. I was like, "Whoa, we're we're uh, setting up for growth now." Uh, and that's that was the earliest change that I saw, followed by some personnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed by some menu changes, and then he applies these incredible little pieces of marketing, like putting uh, little bags of um, uh, of uh, o- the orange uh, fish crackers, what it yeah. was called. He puts those down at the bottom where kids can find them, mm. and which I thought was pretty slick, probably making some extra money there. So and- walk me through some menu changes. Um, I mean, basically, you know, and this this is this is hard for me as being, you know, when you're chef, obviously you're creative. And you want to make changes. Right, and right. And I have not made, as far as the foundational menu of the bagel bin, I have made no changes. That's why I asked the question, because normally breakfast, they kind of want it the way they want it, right? I right, mean, exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. And they, um, you know, I, we, the, the, like I say to everybody, if the car runs, don't fix it. That's right, Just that's drive right. It. Just drive it. And basically that's what I've been doing with the foundational part of the bagel bin the, the extras, um, you know, some new product I'm bringing in, uh, some grab-and-grow stuff I'm bringing in. I'm trying to um, get the customers in and out as fast as possible. The, the POS system is, is one way to do that and to be uh, efficient and effective at every sale, um, making sure you're not leaving any money on the table regarding items, you know. So you were not here during the um, pandemic. Were, were, were you the owner during the pandemic? No, I was Okay, in so you didn't have to deal with that issue. 
No, no. The aftermath, the after effect of the pandemic, um, really, it, it hurt the labor force. It changed people's thinking. Where if you're in the hospitality business, I was never, never had the opportunity to say, "Well, I'm not going to work Friday night." Or, That's I'm right. Not gonna work That's Sunday. right. That's right. Now, <laughs> no, I, he, he, he's absolutely oh, yeah. correct. No, you went right. in knowing you were going to work a Friday or Saturday. Nope. And then you could, might be able to negotiate during the week, but it wasn't the other way around. No. Can, can I work from home? Sure. <laughs> yeah. We're, with some other employer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, between that, the way we explain it is the tail's wagging the dog. You know, you've got your people de- telling you how your business is going to run. And that's was some of the first changes I had to make was to get those folks out um, respectfully and just say, listen, we, you know, we're going this way and you're going that way. And, you know, we're, we're trying to do this and build more of a family unit versus you right. coming in, punching a clock and leaving. Uh, and I think it's been successful so far. I mean, we, for the most part, um, we've been blessed with a lot of, you know, talented people. Um, we are looking to open up a bagel bin two up in Mooresville. Um, so right now I'm bringing in competent chefs that are in training to be able to basically, there'll be no learning curve when we find the new location. So do you do a, a lunch menu as well? Do you make sandwiches or any of that kind of stuff? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. How, how does that work for you? Is it, cause I, you know me, I, I, I know the, the bagel business to be a sort of a morning gig. So yeah. how's that working for you? It's great. I mean, uh, I would say our, our, our breakfast is the strongest part of the day. But you have to understand that your, your breakfast ticket or your breakfast plate versus your lunch plate is, is a substantial difference money-wise. Right. So you might not appear to be as busy um, for, for lunch, but your numbers are going to equate the same as your breakfast was. So let's talk a little bit about the changes that have happened since the pandemic. I mean, I mean the industry has changed dramatically. You mentioned one, which is labor, mm-hmm. right? How did you work through that Right. What was your attack, um, knowing that you have these empowered employees, if I can call them that, sure. right? Sure. That were not up. But you know, I remember the day they were begging for a job. Now we're begging them. Will you please work Friday afternoon? Oh yeah. Right. Uh, to w- walk me through what you did to kind of feel comfortable that you you could secure these these positions. Well, the folks that stayed on, the folks that that we retained from the old bagel bin. Uh, it takes a minute for them to see f- who you are as a person and that you care about them as a person first, family first, and everything else is going to fall into place thereafter. Um, and new people coming in, they- they'll witness that as well. Um, the way the uh, the way things are set up now are very different from the past, whereas the, the Clover system asks if you want a tip. So I could be paying you X amount of dollars, but you'd be making twice that because of the, the tip ratio. Right. Um, and I love that Clover. I really do. I, I like that it's asking me what kind of tip that I want. It works for me. Yeah. yeah. And it's part of the, the card, you know, so I don't have to worry about getting in my pocket for an extra buck or something. Yeah. I mean, I, I say to everybody, it's, it's, a, it's a constant thing. You know, you have to define value or redefine value. I, I get it. You got to pay your bills. You got to make money. But at the same time, you want to come to a place where you feel comfortable, that you enjoy the relationships that you have within the company. Right. Um, you know, we are flexible as far as if you've got something to do. Again, I'm big on family first. If you've got a wedding or, or something or your kid's birthday or whatever, just let me know. We'll work around it. So I'm curious, what about uh, vendors and suppliers? Have there been a lot of changes in that regard? Uh, ways and means in which we do business. We still have the same broadline suppliers. I brought in some some uh, 
some new suppliers as well. Uh, I'm a relate again, old school relational. I want to see my my uh, marketing associates. I want to know what's hot out there. I mean, they're basically my eyes and ears outside of my store because right. I'm in my store sixty hours a week. Um, you just made, we made and that's some still that's still old school statement that you just made right there. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I can't. I'm not going to change change the way that I do business. Right. I mean, and I think everything in life is relational. Every business is relational. Right. You know, if I see your face, it's harder for me to give business to somebody else when you and I have a relationship. Right. Right. So we've only got a minute. What advice would you give somebody thinking about starting a uh, small business in in the restaurant business? Do your homework, surround yourself with people that uh, have been in the business, think out of the box, um, surround yourself with people that, that can do things that you can't. Uh, employ people, uh, if you're in, in my side of the street, my age, employ people that are you know, technology savvy, whereas I am not. Um, just be kind. And um, for me, man, just, uh, just pray you're doing the right thing. Because every every a lot of people in New York say, "Oh, I always wanted to own a restaurant." I said, "No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. There's a lot more to it than a place where you're going to go and you know feed your family and have a couple of cocktails." It's yeah, it's a tough. Thank business. you, Alex, so much. My pleasure. You are talking to Alex Cook. This is Local Biz Now, where your business matters. Go to the Bagel Band. Listen to this song. Do it, do it, do it. B-double-A-double-G-E-L, bagel. B-double-I-triple-N, bagel bin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week and at the Bagel Bin. <laughs> the new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.